Most people finish this gospel kind of scratching their heads, like, I don't get that. He just commended the dishonest guy, as if I'm supposed to be dishonest, or something like that. It is a loaded gospel, and there are several layers. I won't really touch it directly on that, although we'll, we'll go there a little bit. Because um, you can come back to that in like, like a 30-minute homily. This one's going to be under 15. Watch. We'll try. Um, but I think our Lord is lamenting two things. And we'll, we'll touch on each one. The first one you hear a lot, in fact, the last several weeks in the Gospel of Luke, he's been hitting it over and over and over again, calling for change, calling for real conversion of heart, real fruit in our, in our labors and what he's invested in us. And then today he goes a little bit deeper. But first of all, just to review, this idea of he, he calls a servant in, this image of, of the master or God, the father, or whomever, calls a servant in and says he kind of reprimands him for squandering the property that had been entrusted to him. And of course, it's an, an invitation again for us to examine like all the things God has entrusted to me, the gifts God has that he gave to me, my life, my talents, my intelligence, my faith, especially in this Catechetical Sunday, we think about the gift of our faith, our understanding of the faith, what kind of fruit has that borne in my life? My children that is entrusted to me, my grandchildren, my godchildren that is entrusted to me. Those, are, those mean a lot to him, and he's looking to see, like, what have you done with that? What fruit is there to, for me to see in that? My parish, my community, my faith community. Again, Catechetical Sunday, like PSR. What fruit is it born? What is your community doing that I've invested to you? All the resources of this community that was invested to me and to you, is it bearing fruit? Or is it being squandered? Each one of us can go on and on. Our, our human talents, our spiritual talents, the charisms that God's given each one of us, the sacraments that we have that are available to us. What have I done with that gift and those gifts that were entrusted to me? Squandering in the sense of, again, that idea of being divided or like torn in my efforts, such that this tremendous thing that was meant to bear so much fruit bore too little. Because my heart was divided, it was kind of left underdeveloped, not fully nourished, or I wasn't fully committed to nourishing it, putting it to full use. It was not realizing its full potential. Again, the, the first reading, this, this, this real direct criticism of, of the prophet, like you come to your, your, your new moon and your Sabbath liturgical feast days, but you really don't even want to be there, like your heart is somewhere else. Your efforts are somewhere else. No wonder those times and times again that you come to worship don't seem to be very much fruit. You're not fully there. And it's in general our struggle to love God and God alone and God first and not be so pulled by money or popularity or, or mammon, whatever that mammon is for you or for me. Um, our Lord is looking at those things again. And all that was entrusted, the soul that I was given, the innocence of my heart. Is it bearing fruit? Is it growing? Or is there just more sin, more ha bad habits, more addictions, more corruptions in my heart? It's just more twisted. Am I giving my Lord just kind of a minimalist approach, kind of just getting by, fulfilling externals? So at some point, we've been hearing over and over again, and maybe it's, even personally, maybe it's been striking my conscience, your conscience, maybe somebody said something that finally is getting my attention. I've been called out. I've been convicted. As an individual, as a Christian, something that's not bearing fruit in my Christian life, as a parent or a godparent, something more that I really need to take seriously in my role, as a priest, that's actually very directly intended to the priest who's the steward of God's mysteries. Like, how's that going? Are you doing your job? 
Or are you just squandering the time spending it on yourself? Is not bearing fruit all that I entrusted to you? I do not have the right to be so divided, so half-hearted in how I care for God's treasures entrusted to me. All of those treasures, each one. Those things that mean so much to Him that He put under my stewardship, my care. So it's a warning. Again, Luke's Gospel is full of them. I'm about to be fired in some sense. He's saying, time is limited. Be ready to give an account. You might lose all of it. Everything entrusted to you might be taken from you because you're not allowing it to bear fruit. You're hindering it. You're divided in your commitment to it. And the fruits or lack of fruits are showing. So that's the first thing our Lord is lamented. It's not yet the end of the story of this steward. You could have thought maybe Jesus would have ended right there and say, now go and change. Which he did in many other places we've been listening. But this was, might seem hopeless, like the guy knows I'm literally about to be fired. Um, but then the master doesn't intend just to shame him, call him out, or leave it like a sterile correction. Christ was looking for real change, but he's warning us before this stuff happens so that I can change it before it's too late. And so the servant, you watch the servant, he is already convicted. Now he's suddenly motivated to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I can't lose this thing that's entrusted to me. Whatever it is, my, my, my children, my faith, my family, my own formation, my, the soul that, you know, that I was given, I can't lose that. Or the impact I was called to have on my community was called to have, I can't lose that. I can't let this happen. So right away, what does he do? He changes his calendar, first of all. If before my calendar was divided, now it's single-minded. And he's focused on reaching out. In this case, we'll go into a little complicated some other time, but each one of the people in his life, each one of those that God has put in his life, he goes back to them to adjust things, perhaps to, make, perhaps to make things better. But he's definitely, you can see in his calendar, undivided, very much decided on who he is and what he's there for, what he's going to do with the little time he has left, perhaps. You notice our Lord then laments, the second thing he laments, is that that steward, in that case it was an image of worldly concerns, a steward of money and debts. The children of this world, our Lord says, those who are focused on worldly gains, more money or, or recognition or popularity or a career situation or the sports trophy or the dance recognition, whatever, we are so cunning and prudent. The word prudent is a little weak translation, but strategic, creative, cunning in overcoming whatever stands in our way for worldly gain, for worldly relationships. And yet the children of light, Jesus literally says, you, my followers, would that you would be just as creative, just as cunning, just as determined to overcome the obstacles to the spiritual fruit that I'm looking for in your personal life, in your family life, in your communities. I'd like to see that creativity, that initiative, that strategy, that thinking strategically. We can all like, recognize that it's true. Like the, the, the obstacles we face in our career. Like if I need a promotion, and I'm, there's something I can do to, to achieve that promotion, there's something standing in my way, I will lose time for my family, I'll miss my sports game for my kids to make sure I get that promotion because I need it, I'm determined to have it. And I'm not going to let the other guy one-up me on it, take it away from me. I, I'm determined. 
Or at school, I want to fit into a certain lunch group and I'm struggling to fit in. I might change almost everything about my personality just to fit in with that lunch group. What a pity, but sometimes we do that. Because that lunch group, that popularity means everything to me. I want to impress my dance teacher, so I will spend hours and hours and hours. I want to get the first role in the play. I want to do whatever. So we, we work so hard and bend over literally backwards but to the extreme for some of those things. I want my new Xbox game and I'm going to beg and beg and plead with my parents. I'm going to argue so well with my mom that she thinks she owes me the new Xbox game. Because that's how badly I want it. Someone makes fun of me or I hear about criticisms about me at school or at work, maybe especially at work, like, oh my gosh, they think I'm like feminizing or something. Well, that's their problem. I need this thing and I'm going to get it. But you know what? Someone thinks I'm like kind of holy or holier than thou, and it just kind of takes the wind out of my sails. Oh my gosh, wait, I can't. No, stop. I'll pray less. That way they won't think that of me. That's wrong, our Lord is saying. It's interesting, our Lord invites us to receive Holy Communion. Our Lord invites us to confession. Our Lord invites us to some opportunity to develop my understanding of my faith and better improve my ability to witness to Him. And it's like, oh shoot, I overslept on Sunday. Oh well, missed. Too bad, too, too bad. Not a big deal. Or, I don't know, confession's offered. Like, actually, it's a little interesting that um, you can make a whole case that this is referring to the Church with all of our sinners who are we all, all sinners in the Church. The church in some ways could be that dishonest, I don't know, whatever. But it takes people who owe way too much that my sins could never be forgiven. And the church says, here, you can't handle all the weight of your sins? Watch this. Just go through the holy door on the jubilee year and get the indulgence. And we'll call it even. And our Lord respects that decision of the steward. It's just creative. I don't know, you can kind of play with that a little bit. But like we, we have these things offered to us. They're meant to be gifts. We pass them up so easily. We look at our, our, our PSR effort and we realize, gosh, you know what? It's not really engaging sometimes our kids over the last two or three or four, ten decades. Might want to change it. Might want to improve it. Might want to be creative in how we better engage our kids. Oh, I don't like what the PSR program's doing. I'm just going to leave. It was yours to change. It was yours to improve. You wouldn't do that for work. Why would you do it for your faith? No, we're called to make a difference in that, and to be creative and cunning even in finding better ways to make the Lord's investment bear fruit so that it is not left sterile, <clears throat> mediocre, or minimal. My family needs to change. What can I do to help that happen? My school community needs to change. What can I do? My work community, oh my gosh, all the gossip in the lunchroom. I can't just sit there and let that stay that way. What can I do creatively Maybe with a friend, so actually start to make a difference there. Because I was invested in me. Those friendships, those conversations were put in my path. What did I do? Well, it's just too hard, so I kind of gave up easily. We could talk all day about marketing. It's, it's interesting, like, how much do businesses spend on marketing? How much do football teams spend on marketing? And it's great, they do a great job, we're all watching the game. For a plastic trophy. Don't get me wrong, it's awesome. The church has the gift of Christ's salvation, the body and blood of our Lord offered for us. And the church, sometimes all of us, we're the worst marketers. We can't 
convince people that it's worth, hey, 45 minutes or with Father Steve, an hour and 15 on a Sunday, or maybe more often during the week. We're just terrible. We don't even think about, like, maybe I should think about how to make this more attractive for people. So I welcome all of us to really hear our Lord calling us out, each one of us. Not only for, yes, each of us, maybe I haven't really done what I was called to do with what Jesus invested in my life. Maybe I have squandered a little bit of the time or talent or treasure or some of the relationships that were entrusted to me or the situation at work that I have and I can make a difference. Maybe I'm not doing that. But also, when I go to overcome the difficulties, how cunning, how strategic, how much can I learn from people who do this so well for worldly goals? Kind of learn from their wisdom and apply it better for the spiritual goals that mean so much more. It's a little confusing in the Gospels today, but hopefully we understand it a little bit better. Our Lord wants to guide us, but our Lord is going to use our human talents and challenges us to develop all of those strategically very well, deeply, and effectively, so that they have a real effect. And not just wasted, squandered. Here are the seeds of the Lord's word, the seeds of God's salvation. I don't care where they go. I did what I was supposed to do. Check, I'm done. That's not what he wants. He's saying, you need to do so much more. You do it anyway for a thousand other things. Make sure you don't fail to do it for me. Would that the children of light would be just as cunning in the things of God. Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.